Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. very grateful that you watch and listen to the No Spin News, and I hope you're grateful that we give you honest information without all this BS, because we're drowning in that. Corporate media is absolutely falling apart, and I think we've documented that pretty well. Now, the Talking Points memo this evening is courtesy of a viewer, John Bosch, who lives in Buffalo Grove, Illinois, writes, Bill, what was more damaging to the country, the riots of the summer of 2020 or the January 6th invasion of the Capitol? Well, that is an excellent question, John. And let me analyze it in a no-spin way. It is a split decision. So let's look at the George Floyd riots first. As far as damage to human beings, property Uh, the image of local policing, this was a catastrophe, all right? So 7,000 people, 7,000 were injured who needed medical attention, according to the New England Journal of Medicine, 7,000. Property damage, 2 billion plus. Insurance had to pay 2 billion plus in those riots. At least 200 cities experienced them, all right? National Guard, 96,000 guards people were called out to restore order. There were an amazing amount of arrests. We can't even tabulate them all. Um, One source, the Washington Post, not reliable. So 17,000 arrests in the 50 largest cities. I think it's a lot more than that. And then we want to know, well, how many were convicted? That stat doesn't exist because it's individual reporting and they don't, some of them don't report. However, 
Cities like Dallas and Philadelphia dropped charges on 95% of the rioters, 95%. L.A., Houston, 93%. So probably maybe a handful of protesters out of all of these people who hurt other people actually paid a price for their crimes. So this was an enormous deficit for the United States of America, the riots after the George Floyd killing. But it was underreported by the liberal corporate media because generally speaking, the network CNN, they sympathize with the rioters. So they didn't want to really tell the folks, you, me, what was happening. They diminished it. That's true, beyond any reasonable doubt. Let's go now to the January 6th Capitol riot. This is very interesting. So this was reported poorly as well, because there were a number of things happening all at once. Um, There were violent protesters. You see them right there. And plenty of them, by the way, plenty of them. And then there were peaceful protesters who followed the violent protesters inside the Capitol building, trespassing. Okay, they were not allowed to be there. Everybody should understand that. That anybody who went on the Capitol grounds, went into the building, violated the law, federal law. And you can see the police were uh, confronted. And that must have been a harrowing experience for the police. So... More than 1,000, in contrast this to the George Floyd riots, which weren't federal, by the way. Floyd riots were local uh, DAs. This is federal, okay? More than 1,000 cases, more than 400 convictions so far. Most of those have pleaded guilty to a variety of charges. Now, this got enormous coverage ongoing coverage from the corporate media, which despised the people that went to the Capitol. So the corporate media sympathized with the George Floyd protesters, but despised the Trump people who broke into the Capitol. And so the coverage was tilted that way. They call it spun. There's no doubt about it. Okay. So you didn't see peaceful people just roaming around the Capitol, you saw the footage that we just looked at. Okay. Now, the tapes that came out this week, Fox News concentrated on the peaceful people. All right. So they were spinning the riot as well, because the conservative cadres in America are sympathetic and don't like the fact that so many people got convicted in the Capitol riot. So that's it. Fox did the same thing by diminishing the riots at the Capitol that the left did by diminishing the riots after George Floyd. It's exactly the same thing. Now, it wasn't to the same extent, and that's important. All of the left-wing corporate media piled on and tried to diminish the George Floyd situation, all of it. Only one news outlet, and not everybody in it, by the way, okay, tried to diminish the Capitol riot. So the the ratio of coverage was 
crazy. So my um, point of view in the talking points memo is that none of that should have happened. That both stories should have been reported accurately. And I said that to Chris Cuomo last night on News Nation. Roll it. I'm saying that the reporting on these big stories is shoddy, okay? That people don't know how to report the stories. So, in the January 6th situation, the Fox News audience, generalizing about it, but I think it's true, didn't see it the way that the CNN audience saw it, because this is the polarization. So the Fox News commentators, some of them, try to diminish what happened on January 6th. That was not good analysis or honest reporting. You don't diminish something. But it wasn't offsetting what 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 CNN was doing. We weren't covering it to give an exaggerated notion of how violent it was. I don't know why you can't understand this. CNN's coverage of the riots after George Floyd was just as bad as Fox's coverage of January 6th. Oh, come on. You got a guy standing in front of a... Hold it. You got a guy standing in front of a building on fire that looks into the camera with a microphone and goes, hey, it's mostly peaceful out here. Come on. Okay. So what I'm saying is true. Some people will be offended um, because they don't feel that the Capitol riot was that bad. It was that bad. All right. And because it made the United States look like a third world country all over the world. It made it look like that we, the people, don't respect all right, our system of governance. So we have to storm the Capitol. And when historians chronicle our age here, the George Floyd riots are not going to get into the history books, but the Capitol riot will. Okay, it will, because that was so stunning and had never happened before that it elevated itself up. But as far as the human toll, obviously the George Floyd riots were much worse So it's a duality here. There are a number of things going on. And in order to be honest, a good reporter and a good analyst, you have to point out all of the things. You can't just ignore uh, the casualties after George Floyd. You can't just ignore that, yes, yeah, there were peaceful demonstrators inside the Capitol, but there was a hell of a lot of them were violent. You can't downplay that. That's not honest. So, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I know how to cover a story. I know how to analyze a story. And that's why you're here. Because I'm going to tell you the truth as I see it, back it up with facts. And if it offends, it offends. All right, sweetener update. Uh, I can't say this, the word, but I'll try again. It's embarrassing. Air with retol. I, I don't know. That's the sweetener. It's in Truvia, the coffee stuff that you put in or iced tea stuff. So according to a new study, we told you this yesterday, uh, this sweetener elevates the risk of heart attacks, strokes, and blood clots. And this is a real study. This is serious. Okay? So don't use it. (laughs) It's as simple as that. 
And when you look at the labels of drinks, particularly it says no sugar, no sugar, and you don't want sugar. But you look at it, and if you see that word, E-R-Y-T-H-R-I-T-O-L, don't buy it. So as you know, we've been on a campaign to uh, make you healthier. Maybe make you is a bad word. Uh, Help you get healthier. That's much better. Um, And the sugar is the main enemy, in my opinion, uh, of the American diet. And it'll catch up with you. And if you're drinking uh, Coke and Pepsi and Dr. Pepper and Sprite and they got 75 grams of sugar in it, you're drinking a few of those a day, you're going to be chubby and you're going to get diabetes. Okay, you will. And the same thing with the candy, the cookies, the cake, the ice cream, everything. Boom. And if you eat fast food in combination with all that, okay, hopeless. Your whole body's going to break down because inside... The inflammation is running wild. That's the truth. I'm not the food police. I'm here to tell you the truth. So I looked around for a guy that might uh, put a lot of this into perspective, and we found one. His name is Michael, uh, Dr. Michael Greger. He comes to us from Fort Royal, Virginia. He's the author of the book, How Not to Die, Discover the Food Specifically Proven to Prevent and Reverse Disease. All right. So uh, some of us want to die, but most of us don't. You might want to check that book out. And the doctor joins us now, as I said, from Virginia. All right. I got a question, first of all, that departs from what we're going to do here. We're going to run down individual food. Every two seconds, there is a vegetable and fruit supplement on television, an advertisement to take pills to give you the servings you need of fruit and vegetables. And they're expensive. Does this stuff work? Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. It doesn't work. It's 
a scam. I mean, if you think about it, 90% when you freeze dry something, you eliminate 90% of the weight. So taking a capsule of fruit and vegetable is at most 10 capsules worth of fruits and vegetables, just a tiny bite of fruits and vegetables. Why not instead go to the produce aisle? Some of the healthiest foods on the planet, like sweet potatoes, apples, red cabbage, are some of the cheapest foods on the planet. Okay, so you're saying flat out the people spending a lot of money on these capsules are being misled. That they're not gonna, they're not getting the nutrition they need. Because you know the testimonials. Oh, I take these capsules and I feel great, and now I can run in the Olympics, and I can, you know, I, I this and that. I mean, so you're saying is all BS. It's BS. You should get your nutrition not from the supplement aisle, but from the produce aisle. Okay. Um, now, did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Quality of life, Doc. Keep that in mind. Quality of life. Okay? Eating is a joy for a lot of people. Comfort food. So in your book, here's what you throw out. Soda, diet soda, bacon, ham, hot dogs, eggs, tortillas, potato chips, fries, donuts, cake, ice cream. I want to kill myself right away. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, that's all of that stuff tastes good. So I'm not going to stop eating all of that and start eating, you know, Cato stuff. But how bad is this stuff? Okay, first of all, it doesn't matter what we eat on our birthdays, holidays, special occasions. It's really the day-to-day -day stuff that adds up. And on a day-to-day -day basis, we really should try to eat healthy. Like, it's up to each of us to make our own decisions as to what to eat and how to live. But we should make these choices consciously, educating ourselves about the predictable consequences of our actions. It's your body. Your choice, you want to smoke cigarettes, 
go bungee jumping, not wear your seatbelt, right? That's all you. But as a physician, all I care about is that you are fully informed about the potential risks. And the good news is we have tremendous uh, power over our health destiny and longevity. The vast majority of premature death and disability is preventable with a healthy enough diet and lifestyle. And I believe that. But I'm still going to have some of this stuff once in a while. I'd rather sacrifice the two years than not have it. Does that make sense? That makes absolute sense. And okay. different people will make different conclusions. Yeah, I mean, look, if you want to be a... You want to be a vegan person and more power to you, more power to you. You want to do that? Um, that's OK. But for me, I, I was raised in a terrible diet home because my parents didn't know any better and we couldn't really afford upscale food. Um, I, you know, there's a pattern of what we eat and I'm going to have an omelet once in a while and I'm going to have a hot dog at the game and I'm going to have a BLT once in a while. But I don't if it and if I die, I'm OK with it. But what I'm trying to say is I don't believe and I could be wrong. Please correct me if I am that in moderation. This is going to kill me. Well, I mean, choosing moderation is like, you know, hitting yourself with a smaller hammer. Right. I mean, it. it I mean, I don't tell my patients to, you know, smoke a half pack of cigarettes a day. You cut down from two. That's different, though. Definitely Smoke, be good smoking for is health. different. Smoking is different. Drugs are different. Uh, getting bombed every night on booze is different. This is just ordinary food. Okay, let's go with uh, meals. So I'm a kind of guy that likes a variety of stuff. I don't like to eat every th the same thing every day. You have at the top of your breakfast suggestion... Uh, list oatmeal with fruit, uh, cinnamon, and black coffee. I would never drink black coffee. I got to have a little half and half in there and a little bit of sweetener. Not the bad sweetener, but some of the others. But anyway, oatmeal is good. Is oatmeal good? Oatmeal is good. Okay. I like oatmeal, but Irish oatmeal. Uh, bean burrito. Uh, I don't think I could do that. Uh, lentil soup. Mm. Hummus. All right, see hummus everywhere. Hummus is good, right? Hummus is good. Hummus is good, made out of chickpeas. Excellent. Source of protein. Okay. Pasta primavera. That's pasta with vegetables. Now, some doctors and dietitians say no pasta. You say? Uh, the pasta, the compression of the pasta dough uh, changes the glycemic index such that the exact same ingredient in pasta uh, versus bread um, has a completely different effect on one's blood sugars. Um, and so uh, pasta is a very low glycemic food, even if you're eating white pasta, not whole wheat pasta. Um, and so pasta is one of the kind of rare exceptions right, to so staying away from A couple of times a week, pasta is good, right? Well, it depends what you put on it. If it's yeah, bacon and cheese right, on gonna, top, right? Yeah, if you get, yeah. okay. Now, I only eat sourdough bread. Is that okay? Sourdough is better than regular bread. All right, I, I don't eat a lot of bread acid. anyway, but I got rid of all the white and rye and wheat, and I got sourdough, and I, as you said, I've researched and it's better. Um, okay, meat. You're not a vegetarian. You eat meat, right? 
I try to follow the advice I recommend to all my patients, and that's trying to minimize the intake of meat, eggs, dairy, junk, and really maximize the intakes of the healthiest foods, which are the fruits, vegetables, you know, beans, whole grains, yeah, I got nuts it. I got and it. seeds, spices, what kind mushrooms, of... basically real food that grows out of the ground. Those are the healthiest got choices. It, got it. But again, they're not the best tasting, and, and you go nuts if you ate them all the time. What kind of meat do you eat? What kind of meat? Uh, the least harmful meat would be game, wild game that's shot with uh, lead-free ammunition. Okay, lead-free ammunition. So chicken, uh, turkey, that's better well, so, than... I mean, actually, I mean, 100 years ago, chicken was a low-fat food, only 2% calories um, from fat. But now there's 10 times uh, yeah, more fat. We genetically selected these birds um, to have actually more fat than protein. And so what used to be a healthier food is now less and less so. And very similar to what you see with some of these processed foods. You say they're just normal foods, but these aren't normal foods. Like the erythritol you talked about. The food industry has come up with food components not really existing naturally yeah, in nature food. that can have negative effects. I got it. But chicken and turkey once a week or something, that will be all right, right? That would certainly be better than processed meat. The bacon, ham, hot dogs, lunch Got meat, it. certainly. What about a burger once in a while? Protein, you know? What about a burger? Okay, so a, a burger is estimated to, uh, basically uh, is associated with a reduction in lifespan equivalent to two cigarettes. Um, and so if you wouldn't consider, you know, smoking, you know, lighting up twice a day, maybe you shouldn't, uh, maybe you should choose a healthier right. option for lunch instead. Okay. And the final thing I have for you is fish. We hear about mercury in the fish. I eat a lot of fish. I had salmon the other night. It was delicious. Um, fish. What about it? Tuna in particular. Yeah. I eat a lot of tuna. Yeah. In nutrition, foods aren't so much good or bad than they are better or worse, right? Food is a zero-sum game. Every time we put something in our mouth, it's a lost opportunity to put something even healthier in our mouth. So like, you know, are eggs, eggs good for you? Well, compared to breakfast sausage, absolutely. Compared to oatmeal, not even close. Same thing with fish. Tuna fish salad sandwich, definitely better than a bologna sandwich. Right. But even better than that would be something like a, the hummus sandwich, um, which is but which again, you wouldn't have to worry you don't about want the heavy people committing. Like you don't want people committing suicide. So I'm going to stay on my tuna. Uh, what about regular fish? Uh, you know, trout and, and uh, salmon and all that. Are they all right? If you're going to eat fish, you want to eat, you want to eat smaller fish, shorter-lived fish. They build up less of the uh, toxic heavy metals and pollutants. And so the really huge fish like tuna are actually concerning or swordfish. Um, the small herbivorous fish lower on the food chain would be uh, have less, less pollutants. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the oceans are kind of humanity sewers. All yeah, the know. You know, mercury spewed from drives, them. Drives me nuts. Uh, shellfish, uh, shrimp, scallops. Okay, no? Oysters are probably the healthiest of all the, of all the, the seafood. All right. But you eat shrimp once in a while? Um, I, oysters would be healthier. Okay. All right, doc. The book again is how not to die. And, uh, that's a good roadmap. And I think everybody should just eat in moderation. Uh, that's just my opinion, but anyway, uh, and you got to get out there and you got to move it, move it, move it too. If you eat the big burger, cheeseburger, then you gotta, you know, you move it. And that's what I do with the terror dog. The Senate has killed a has killed a bill, a rule on woke investing. So I'm going to break this down. So make it very simple to understand. President Biden wants 
federal agencies that invest in pension plans and things like that, federal workers, they have pension funds. And the money in the pension funds can be invested. He wants, Biden wants, uh, environmental, social, and governance factors taken into consideration when making those decisions, investment decisions. He wants the federal apparatus to invest in green companies and on and on and on and on. Well, the Senate voted 50 to 46 to block that. The Senate's saying, no, the federal government shouldn't have any litmus test for investment other than they think the investment's going to go up. Okay, two Democrats went over to the Republican side, Manchin and Tester of Montana. Four senators did not vote. So Biden will veto that. All right, so the bill is going to go to, House will pass it like that. It'll go to Biden, he'll veto it. He hasn't vetoed anything yet, okay, because there's been nothing Democrats have controlled, uh, but he'll veto that. And finally, in the House, dozens of Democrat Congress people uh, supported the uh, restraints on executive orders by President Biden that may cause inflation. So the House is saying, look, all your executive orders are jacking up the price of everything in America. So you can't do it anymore. All right. Now, I don't know whether that's going to pass the Senate, but it easily passed the House, 272 to 148. A lot of Democrats, that's right. You've got to restrain this man. Everybody knows Biden is an irresponsible spender, and that is putting the United States in financial jeopardy. Everybody knows that who pays attention. Now, again, people don't care, but they all know. I'm talking about Congress people now. All right. So I said uh, we'd give you the uh, results of our BillOReilly.com poll, which asks, has the Fox News election machine lawsuit changed your opinion of FNC? Well, in less than two days, we got about 10,000 votes. That's a lot on an internet poll like this, and 85% said no. They are not going to change their opinion of Fox News because of some of the revelations involved in this lawsuit. Basically, I know everybody knows this, but if, if maybe our foreign viewers don't, so this is why I'm encapsulating this, we're all over the world now. So there's an accusation against Fox News by the Dominion uh, Voting Machine Company that the management of Fox News and some of their pundits knew that the Dominion voting machines did not malfunction, did not do anything to throw the election to Biden. They knew that, yet they reported the opposite or allowed people on various programs to say the opposite. That is the lawsuit. It's $1.7 billion now. In just in attorney's fees alone, this is costing FNC about $250 million just in attorney's fees. It boggles the mind. The um, case is supposed to go to court in Delaware in April. Now, there may be delays or whatever. Anyway, the press, the hypocritical corrupt press, is just killing 
Fox News, as they always have, but this gives them another weapon. Never mind that the corrupt left-wing media ran with the Russian collusion story when they knew it was bogus. Same thing. Now, you may argue the election is a bigger story. I would not dispute that. But <laughs> this is plenty of hypocrisy. Anyway, why do most people in this poll say their opinion of Fox hasn't changed? Most of these voters uh, in the poll are Fox News fans. Okay, They like the network. And even though the network has done things that can arguably say are wrong, all right, that doesn't matter to them because they have nowhere else to go. So it's either Fox or they can't turn on the others because the others are slanting the news in a Democrat left direction. And here's the, the most important part about this. Fox News talent and people on the air is so much better than CNN and MSNBC, just the performance level that a lot of people say, I'm not going to give that up. I enjoy watching various programs on Fox News, and just because they did this, I'm not going to stop watching. The calculation is that. Now, I'm not going to say whether this is right or wrong, but I am going to give you a couple of stats that are fascinating to me. When I was in the chair at 8 o'clock, the O'Reilly Factor, we routinely did a million viewers in the age 25 to 54. That's called the money demo. Advertisers want those viewers because they're active, okay, and they buy. So now um, the average 25 to 54 in prime time at FNC is 300,000. So I did a million. The average now is 300,000. In February, that's down 33%. That's a stunning drop over February 22. So younger viewers, and I don't think this is just at Fox because the others are worse. Remember, Fox still wins the ratings war, the cable ratings war by a wide margin. The others, CNN have literally nobody 25 to 54 watching them, and MSNBC is almost there. That Morning Joe broadcast, they're, they're going to slip below 100,000 for the three hours they're on. There's nobody young people are watching. So that's the danger here for, for these cable news outfits, not just Fox. So the hardcore left-wingers are going to watch MSNBC and CNN, MSNBC more, because that they are so far left that if you're a progressive, you're going to watch them, okay? CNN's trying to move back, but they don't have the talent to do it, all right? And the hardcore right-wing people, the conservative people, older people, okay? Remember, the average age for the Fox News viewer is pushing 70 now. I mean, older people, sedentary people, people who are around, uh, they're going to watch Fox no matter what. Though I wasn't surprised by this and said, you know, a number of people on who have interviewed me and asked me, and I said, I don't, I don't think it's going to really cut into their core, but it will cut into younger viewers who just, it's not that Fox did anything specifically wrong, it's just that they're, they're bored by it, all of it, not just FNC, all of it. They're just bored by it, and they're gone, they're fleeing, okay? 
But the older core viewers, they will stay. And that is our analysis of that. All right, let's go to politics. Uh, the Republican Party. You know, I'm a registered independent. Um, and and I, I, you know, my value system, my traditional belief system, is better reflected by the Republicans than the Democrats. I believe in limited government. Democrats want huge government. I believe in the free marketplace. Democrats want to control the marketplace from Washington. So my value system is better reflected in the GOP, grand old party. This party is so dumb, I can't even tell you. The latest is that the chairwoman, Rona McDaniel, goes on television and says, if a Republican presidential contender, okay, doesn't swear that he or she will support the eventual nominee, that contender cannot participate in an RNC debate. Roll the tape. As RNC chair, if I said I wouldn't support the Republican nominee, I would be removed from office. I would. I'd be rightly removed. It'd be part of our bylaws, and I would be kicked out as RNC chair. Anybody getting on the Republican National Committee debate stage should be able to say, I will support the will of the voters and the eventual nominee of our party. So she's going to ban anybody who won't do that. I would never do that. So say you, you are a Republican contender and you give it your best shot and you don't win. And then the person who does win turns out to be a monster. You got to support the monster? No. And it's unconstitutional. What she just said, you can't do that. You can't deny somebody's freedom of expression. If they change their mind about a candidate or the candidate does something henceforward, this is the stupidity that drives me crazy. Isn't there anybody in the Republican National Committee that can say, no, don't, I don't think this is a good policy. All right, so I'm down in Florida, um, mid-80s, sun is shining, and I had a lot of business to do um, down there. But I was nice to get out of the cold. My message of the day is about, you know, my little trip. It's very fast, uh, 48 hours. So I'm staying in a very nice area south of Palm Beach. And across the street, almost literally, is a three-day fundraiser. Three days for DeSantis. I didn't even know. I'm never invited to any party stuff because I'm not a party guy. So he's at uh, the uh, Four Seasons Hotel, $2,000 a night for a room. Um, and you don't have to, you don't even see the water. Front. Read my message of the day. Okay, it's like, it's insane. Anyway, three-day fundraiser. And here are some of the people who showed up. Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin. Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas. Ann Coulter. Dana Loesch. Uh, Laura Ingram. Mick Mulvaney, all right, Trump's White House chief of staff. They all kind of went on in to this. Now, I'm driving past this place. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on here. If I had known, and I'm mad I didn't, I would have snuck in there. 
I'm not going to pay him anything, but I would have gotten in just to check this out. Now, I don't think DeSantis was there for three days. I think he just pops in and out. Um, but he's running for president. There's no doubt about it. It's just a matter of when he's going to make the announcement. Okay, this is a report from the World Obesity Foundation, which tracks chubby people. Um, by the year 2035, 12 years from now, the report says that 50% of the world's population will be rotund. R-O-T-U-N-D, word of the day, okay? 50%. Now, kids are getting chubby at an alarming rate, okay? So right now, 100 million boys are obese and about 90 million girls. And that's going to double, according to this World Obesity Federation. So why is this happening? And, and we have gone over this and we do it because we want you to have a good life, a smart life and a good life. Processed food, you know, and I eat it. I, I have to admit, I eat some processed food. I'm trying to get my cupboard free of it, but throughout my life, because I'm on the run all the time, and I don't have a chef <laughs> to cook me up healthy meals. Processed food, cheap food, fast food, okay? The only fast food that I will eat now is Chick-fil-A, and we don't have any association with them at all. I'll eat Chick-fil-A. That's it. None of the others. Because it's just greasy. It's bad for me. It's bad for you. And sugar. So uh, the cheaper the food is, the worse it is for you, generally speaking. All right? And uh, that's why the world, half the world is going to be chubby. Which means that the diet books, if you go to Amazon.com and you look at the top 100 book list, there's got to be 20 diet books on there. To me, I don't do that. I just have cut the sugar out, um, not all of it, but most of it. And I'm walking the terror dog as much as I can, and I'm, I'm in good shape. I have the same waist size now that I had in college. And that's my litmus test. I got to keep that 36-inch waist. All right, but clothes start to get tight then I know I, you know, a little less of the stuff that's making me chubby. Final thought of the day. So I just demonstrated on a terrible thing like the January 6th riot, how high-ranking people, including the House, the Senate Majority Leader, Schumer, the President of the United States, Biden, the Attorney General Merrick Garland, and the, I don't even know what the adjective is, Liz Cheney, all lied about the deaths of police officers in the Capitol. You cannot say with certainty that that intrusion led to their deaths. You can say, and this is legitimate, it's my opinion that it did. And I'll respect that. 
In fact, the Brian Sicknick family holds that opinion. But you cannot say it as fact. And they do. All the people I mentioned, because they want you and every American to hate Donald Trump and all the MAGA people, to hate them. That's the only reason you lie at that level. Now, why is this happening? Number one, parenting. My children lied to me. They got sanctioned and hard. So they didn't lie to me. There are a few occasions, and I discipline. Teachers in the classroom are encountering an epidemic of cheating. Cheating is lying. It's the same thing, being dishonest. Okay? Very, very few students are sanctioned when caught cheating. So the message is, just like shoplifters, if I, I get so what? So what? Okay? Then you get into the court system. People perjure themselves every day. The judge knows. The lawyers know. It's proven they're perjuring themselves. Nothing happens. Nothing. Okay? They just walk out the door. Swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. I do. I swear. Then you lie. You should be punished. Fine. No. Once that breaks down, there's no barrier. So people with no moral compass say, what's the upside of telling the truth? I just lie. Much easier, and I'll get stuff if I lie. And the politicians, the people who are supposed to be leading the way, they're lying their butts off. <laughs> it's not funny. That was a cynical laugh. It can destroy the fabric of a society, and it is. Non-punishment for criminals and non-punishment for dishonest behavior is wiping out slowly our civilization here in America. It's true. Think about it. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We always try to bring you the best product we can.